Welcome back. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about shock. We're going to talk about it more uh, when we talk about the cardiovascular lecture. So right now I just want you to really understand um, that there are different categories of shock and those include cardiogenic shock, hypovolemic shock, distributive shock, and obstructive shock. Um, within each of those categories, you have several different kinds of specific shock, which we will cover throughout the semester. I do want you to understand that um, we really split up and focused on shock throughout this course because it's one of those things that it's really important for a nurse anywhere that they work to be able to recognize quickly. Uh, with shock, it's important to understand that time equals brain, time equals tissue, time equals the equivalent of what your outcomes are going to be. So with any type of shock, we need quick response and quick treatment. Along with the types of shock, I want you to understand that there are also stages of shock that we'll go through. Um, different types of shock, just generally. Um, when you're talking about a cardiogenic shock, you're talking about something that is the root of the problem lies in the heart. Um, with hypovolemic shock, what we're really concerned about is not having enough fluid on board or not having enough blood in the body to actually perfuse your tissues. In distributive shock, we may have enough fluid, but it's all in the wrong places. When you think of distributive shock, think of uh, vascular and fluid problems. So we may have enough fluid in the body, but our vessels may have vasodilated and it's all in the periphery and the tissue space and we don't have enough to maintain adequate cardiac output and perfusion. With obstructive shock, um, it can kind of mimic some of the other shocks, but the root of the problem is that there's an obstruction or a narrowing or a compression that takes place that keeps the heart from pumping or keeps the blood from flowing. So uh, we'll go through those more throughout this semester. Um, right now, we're just going to kind of shortly list the phases or the stages of shock. And um, when we're talking about the stages of shock, we're talking about a continuum that basically um, progresses from one phase to the other until it's irre irreversible. So with the initial stage, um, this is kind of the cellular level. And generally, it's not really clinically apparent. We have metabolic changes at the cellular level from aerobic to anaerobic. And that causes lactic acid to build up. And lactic acid can be removed by the liver, but if there's not enough oxygen, the liver's unable to do so because of the decrease in tissue perfusion. Uh, then we kind of go through to the compens compensatory stage. And this is when the body says, hey, we don't have enough uh, blood going round and round in the right places here. So it tries to compensate. Um, and this is through a process that's neural, hormonal, and biochemical. Uh, but basically the body tries to overcome the increasing consequences of the anaerobic metabolism to maintain homeostasis. So... Um, a classic sign is a drop in BP, blood pressure, 
but that's actually kind of a late sign. So we want to try and catch things that are going south before then. After the compensatory stage, we have the progressive stage, and that starts when the compensatory mechanisms start to fail. So in the in this phase, um, generally you're going to have a mental status change. Um, this is generally the stage that patients are moved to ICU if they're not already there. Um, and the cardiovascular system is profoundly affected in this stage of shock. Their cardiac output uh, begins to fall. Um, and then we have changes. We have altered cap capillary membrane permeability. And that's going to allow fluid to leak out into the vascular space and the surrounding uh, interstitial spaces. Um, in this stage, we generally will see a change in pulmonary status first. Um, another key response in the lungs is the movement of fluid from the pulmonary vasculature into the interstitial space. So you might see um, some pulmonary edema, interstitial edema, interstitial edema uh, some bronchoconstriction, and uh, you'll see some other changes in other systems like your GI system. Um, and then finally we get to a refractory stage. And this is the last stage of shock that we don't want any of our patients to get to. Um, basically the decreased perfusion from the peripheral vasoconstriction and the decreased cardiac output even worsen the anaerobic metabolism. So, the accumulation of lactic acid um, continues to basically spiral and it becomes to the point to where this is an irreversible situation at this point. So uh, once we get to the refractory stage of shock, uh, we kind of have an expectation that the patient's not going to make it. So that's a short synopsis of the types and stages of shock, and we'll talk about it more throughout the semester.